Welcome to Every Other Member with Mindgenomics. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely, wonderful co-host, Alexander Volz. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm angry, Alex. We're, we're re- redoing this for the second time. My, my dumbass forgot to hit record on the, on the video, so this is the second intro and first chunk of... Like, I said so many things that were off the cuff and genuine, and now I gotta fucking do it again? You know how hard that is? God damn it! This every other member of the podcast we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography per episode. And today we'll be discussing every album by Scratch Acid. Now, as I said the first time that none of you will ever hear. Hold on. Plugs. Hold on. No, no, no. I'm making sure I'm making sure everything's recorded. Making sure everything's recorded. This is this is for Mike. This episode is for Mike because this is a long time coming. We covered Rape Man. We need and people have been asking for the Jesus Lizard for a while. Mm-hmm. You think I don't? You think I don't fucking know that? You think I don't love the Jesus Lizard? You think we're not going to cover the Jesus Lizard? No, we're waiting to do Scratch Us at first, and that's what we're doing right now. So we're here. With oh Scratch. yeah, oh yeah. But before getting to all that, if you want to help and support us, love a guy, like the video if you like it. Please share, comment, please the Almighty algorithm because no one else is going to do it. Please, for love, God, my God, we're dying here. Uh, help us help you. You'll get better podcasts. Yes, we'll we'll be good at podcasting we'll if you start giving us money yeah. uh you can find the, fu- <laughs> the entire discography of scratch us in the description because the, everything of theirs is condensed into one cd so you can find that uh that link in the description usually you have a place associated with every episode you can find all those at every album uh patreon.com slash every album ever if you want to get bonus episodes early access to the loose ends episodes discounts uh, man am i really recording this right am i really doing this i'm just it's, I, it's hard i'm just to, so it's, paranoid it's, I'm just so paranoid. it's hard to know if you repeated yourself because uh as you like to say a little inside baseball we're doing two for one recording and then on top of that this is the redo so i i'm yeah everything timelines are weird right now. It's They're not it's, really it's weird. It's no longer linear for me. It's all one giant circle, baby. Yeah. Uh, just like Matthew McConaughey said in True Detective. But uh, yeah, you did, yeah, discounts off merge. You fucking uh, get to see our schedule in advance. You get to vote on polls to decide who we're going to cover next. And if you're tier two, if you're bigger than Jesus, then you get to suggest artists for us because that is the only way we can do it nowadays. There's just too many requests. We're only two men who do the who do this once a week. Uh, so if you want us to cover your art, your favorite artist, Patreon's where you go. So thank you for that. Please, please do that. Okay. There we go. Okay. Back to scratch us. So as I said the first time, uh, cover food for you. Like sludge metal. Sludge metal. Stoner metal. Yeah. For me, it's noise rock, baby. I know I'm a big, big hardcore punk fan. Uh, That's what I grew grew up with. But noise rock is really where I started to flourish. These are the bands I fell in love with. Scratch us. It was a huge part of that. They're one of the first noise rock bands I ever heard. I... I uh I told our listeners I I wanted to listen to this band when we did Rape Man and but I would wait for you guys. My fir- you'll get my first freshest reaction. And it's so it's so weird why I didn't get into this when I was younger cuz now I I re- I do enjoy it a lot. Yeah. Like um I just I don't love it the way you love it. I mean I still love it. I'm going to like be listening to this album until I'm dead, probably. Nice, nice. Yeah. I've noticed a cut on my arm. I have no idea how how it got there or you, how long I've had it. I noticed you you like got OCD about it, dude. It's just I. How long has that been there? <laughs> like what the? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking weird. But 
Uh, I'm, I'm glad you like it. I'm very glad yes. you like it because uh, this is a, it's a crazy fucking band. And this it, is one of those, like for so long, I never met a soul who knew of this band or let, or let alone cared or liked this kind of music. So uh, when they, when sketches did like a short reunion in like, well, the, when I saw them, I think it was 2011 when I saw them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the show alone because again, no Even one that, I knew yeah. liked them uh, except for my brother, Robert, but you know, it was a different time period where we weren't, I wasn't going to ask him to go to a show. And I thought, I don't think he could, otherwise he would have. Um, so I just went alone and going to, to see scratch acid as I don't know how old I was. How, what, what year I was probably the yeah, late teens or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of a sudden, I'm in a fucking sold out show with a, all these people who also love scratches. Like, where the fuck were all of you growing up when I felt like a weird outcast for yeah. liking this crazy music? So, uh, yeah, so this was like really early for me. Like, like, them along with Big Black were like the first entry points I had into Noise Rock. We covered Big Black, by the way. Go watch that episode. And I think they're great entry points. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, you know, Noise is in the title, but like, Scratch Acid and Big Black are is like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like as accessible as you can get for this genre, I think. I mean, they're accessible in a very inaccessible kind of way. Yes. Uh, especially any band with David Yao on vocals is going to be a little inaccessible. Uh, but yeah, so like these bands, Scratch Acid, Big Black, and all uh, other bands, going to kind of in the same scene. Um, they call them pig fuck bands. Uh, that was like the the genre it was pig fuck. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find a lot of info of like why it's called pig fuck. I mean, I didn't really look that much to be completely honest, but I think it's a very neat, stupid fucking name. Yeah, I like it a lot. I mean, it's just noise rock, but it, you know, late eighties, early nineties it is pig fuck, and yeah, I think early swans can be considered pig fuck as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's just really noisy, but it's still musical. It's chaotic as shit. It's it's not like it's not unhinged in the way like a, a free jazz artist is or uh, a Captain Beefheart. It's rock that's unhinged. It's not just musicians going nuts. Like there's they're still writing songs that are rock songs, but just it's way more br- uh, gritty and and there's there's always something some sort of anchor, whether it's a bass line or a drum beat. It's with, it's rabid rock. Yeah. It's rock on rabies. That's yeah, or with rabies. So there's still a lot to grab on, uh, grab a hold of, and the, there's still a lot of great hooks. And there's still mm-hmm. fucking really w- well written songs. Just happens to have David Yao <laughs> doing his thing, which is delightful, especially here, where if you're David Yao, you know David Yao, but here he's youthful. Mm-hmm. And he has this certain, I don't know. The, different kind of voice. He's a different, he's, so he's not, he's not deep throating the microphone in this band nearly as much as he would in the Jesus Lizard. Mm-hmm. He's, there's more singing mm-hmm. and he's not, again, it's not singing, singing. It's just, just, he's a weird fucking guy. And I mean, he's a, I love David Yard and I think he's wildly entertaining, but his singing comes across as singing even though you can't really call it singing like <laughs> you hear people try to do what he does and it's like oh you're just copying david yow because that is how fucking distinct what he does is even though he's just a man losing his mind sure it's like aren't we all 
I suppose in a way we are. <laughs> but you hear you scratch us in the Jesus lizard and you think, oh, he's just like copying Nick Cave in the birthday party. Covered them too, by the way. But even then, he doesn't really sound like Nick Cave in the birthday party. No, yeah. I think I only thought about the birthday party like one or two songs. I never like really like thought because I see it bought up a few times. On yeah, the people like compare I, them to it. Yeah, I didn't even really think about the birthday party while listening to them. They don't sound like them. They're yeah. a different band. And weirdly enough, they're way more musical than the birthday party. Oh, for sure. <laughs> birthday for party sure. is is I love them, but they are not for people. They're, yeah. they're, like I, <laughs> dude, I can't listen to the birthday party for pleasure, really, except for maybe junkyard. But you ever see like hip? attractive people wearing like the 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 merchandise that i don't know what it's for if it's just a brand or if it's tied in the anti-social social club oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i'm just like you guys don't even know that's not exactly anti-social if, if there's a bunch of people wearing it and you're like bonding with people for wearing it i'm like yeah you like you should have to be forced to listen to like the birthday party and captain b fart or yeah or just like scratch acid yeah, yeah. say in public <laughs> that you like this music or like put it on in front of people like new like you met you just met someone and you're like oh here check this out it's this band that i like yeah. that's how you be anti-social that's anti-so- yeah that's expert level anti-social <laughs> behavior dude you should be arrested for that but i love it i don't fucking love anybody who did that with me but uh so this also is even though i've been listening to this band for most of my life at this point uh i don't know a lot about them really like there's i know they formed in texas and in austin uh and uh they they went on to do other stuff but like there's not a lot of info no there's not you know what i do like about them is like i could hear like some of those those texas roots and oh some yeah songs. for sure for sure Definitely. and it's just like it's just crazy to think like yeah there is like there was like some Pantera in there, and even though they were before Pantera, but like, well, just the type of riffs. They don't sound like Pantera. No, no, no. At all. or like we covered yeah. them too, by the way, way back, way back. Or like, oh yeah, like I could see like ZZ Top doing this. Certain stuff, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of classic rockness. There's some Texas in there. There's sometimes funk. They they really go all over the map, but where they I, shine is oh, straight noise rock chaos. And again, because it's so so. Uh, uh, I don't think we mentioned on this version of the intro. Uh, we covered Rate Man not too long ago, and uh, David Sims and Ray Washam, who I I mm, fucking gushed Ray, about. Ray Washam, one of the most underrated drummers of all time, one of my favorite drummers ever. Um, so they they originally started Scratch Acid. They wanted to to form Rate Man with Steve Albini after this, uh, but those motherfuckers, man. Th- them as a rhythm section is one of my favorite things in the world. So good. They're so incredible together. Yeah. Uh, and, and I said this also about David Sims uh, on the Rayman episode about, first of all, him being kind of standoffish and scary and kind of mean. And uh, overall, he's a guy I don't think I would ever want to have a conversation with, even though I love what he does. <laughs> this motherfucker just writes fantastic bass lines. And like, I, you, listen to, you listen to any you listen to Rate Man, listen to Jesus Lizard. Like, yeah, he writes good stuff, but I don't know why it barely, like, just this time revisiting this this record or these records, it kind of really hit me. I was like, man, this motherfucker is a fantastic baseline writer. Yeah, there are, there are songs where the bass playing is like the star. The of the star. Show. Yeah. And uh, while I think only one of these records is produced flatteringly or produced in a way that really 
highlights everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray's fucking killer all the way through. He's just if you focus on Ray, you will not be bored. The son of a bitch is so good. He's so goddamn underrated. He really is like just pretty much start to finish. Not like a bad performance from him. No, no way. Uh, I wish he did more stuff. I wish there were. I mean, he's done like a lot of. I wouldn't say guest spots, but he mm-hmm. did. He's in a, like a you know did stuff with Ministry and, and Tad and Big Boys, but it wasn't like long. It wasn't or, and he, he was Yeah, it's not like yeah again like his band kind mm-hmm. of thing. Whereas David Sims obviously would go on to and, and David Yao would have a very long uh, or semi long career with Jesus Lizard. Uh, but I mean, aside from forming in Austin, do you know anything else? Nope, that's what I wrote down is that they uh, started in Austin in 82. 82, 82. Also kind of kooky that this was right in the middle of the hardcore punk era, and this is not hardcore punk. It yeah, always makes me... They like, they skipped a level. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it always intrigues me quite a bit because they, you know, they consider uh, Big Black, oh, definitely Big Black, Big Black as a pure pure of theirs. I mean, especially as um, their relationship with Albini would show later on. Uh, and Butthole Surface is another good example. Like, check that episode out, by the way. Uh, yeah, well, Butthole Surface. They're from Texas. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Butthole Surface, also from Texas, also started early 80s. Also, completely did not fit in with Hawker Punk, but yeah. they were doing the most wild, crazy, adv- kind of advanced shit that just happened to have a dude losing his mind on vocals. Like, <laughs> man, Buttle Surface really is one of the greatest bands in the world, and Scratch Acid is just up there with them with that same kind of weird brain pattern of... Why, ju- yeah, why would you record music like this ever? And I'm so... It holds up so well, too. Like, God it does damn. not the, It does not sound 80s no, at all. Does, nothing about it says uh, 80s, which is so crazy. This uh, first record was 84. Does not... It This feels like early, early 90s, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Uh, but might as well start getting into the records themselves yes so uh scratches put out three records in their very short lifespan first record came out 1984 last one 1987 but everything was compiled onto one cd in 1991 called the greatest gift which you can all find streaming and that's where we're going to be we're, we'll be talking about them individually but you know we're all using we're using the same cd for everything so if you ready i'm ready hell yeah this is 1984's self-titled Oh, this opener is one of the greatest openers of all time. So good. So fucking good. Yao actually almost sounds like a different person on the on this song. He sounds so young. That fucking reverse cymbal sound. Yeah. Every single time. It's. I've never heard it used that. Like, Consistently. Yeah. Like, like as a part of the beat. Yeah. It's uh, a nice touch for sure. Yeah. Wait, get a little solo. Okay. 
it's it's a beautiful song, really. Yeah, and the the cool thing about the solo is it's just like that's not like what I would expect him to play. Yeah, with the like the vibe of the song, but it it's like perfect. Oh yeah. Okay, I think it. That's most of the song right there. Yeah. Holy shit. So best personal favorite. Same. Yeah. This is this is one, <laughs> one of the one of the. This is one of my favorite records of all time. Like this is pretty much flawless, uh, and just the way it feels, like the, that production. It's the best production that they'll ever have. I, Everything feels so fucking tight and perfect. The drums sound incredible, and the bass—they're all right up front. I was, I just think it's like the best songwriting they'll yeah. have. Um, and then I, I realized it's probably like most popular but i think it's popular for a reason owners lament like blew oh, me away yeah it did i was not expecting strings strings and uh, in a band like this and it's like it's beautiful and it works it's gorgeous and uh, like what is this three guys well like, yeah it, no so they had a bunch of guest musicians on this record it's not listed on the wiki but on discogs and every single person on here is credited as uh, these pe- these people made noises on this record, <laughs> and I, th- I believe the strings are done by Sean Sanders because he's the only one with a photo of him playing a cello. Didn't say something about Washam playing. Well, I think he did the arrangements. Okay, he did. So the he, just, he, he didn't. He didn't play. He didn't play. It, though, just yeah. yeah, just wrote it. Uh, so I think it, it was Sean Sanders who played uh, the strings on that song. Brett Brad, click on Brett. Uh, Brett Bradford. That's a guitar player. What was he? Okay, all right. Yeah, he, I, he did some I stuff. I thought he was in something else. Never mind. He's in he's another bands, but another nothing. Yeah, that, yeah, that kind of left a mark too much. But uh, Owners of Matt is tr- yeah, it's truly gorgeous. And again, this thing is paced. First of all, it's a, it's a twenty one minute record, and it's paced so perfectly for you know the eight songs that are on it. Because uh, the greatest gift is the most Texas sounding song on the album on the, on the EP rather. Oh, that song made me think about the cramps, but like if the cramps were good in any, the cramps will never, ever come remotely close to as good as that one song. Greatest gift is, is I, fucking incredible. I'm just like, Oh, that's how you play this type of music in a way. Well, for me that I'll like it's, yeah, it's very, uh, very uh, dive bar super sleazy, but God damn is it great. And, uh, Oh yeah, like uh, this is the the biggest credit that this EP has is one of Kurt Cobain's you know favorite mm. records ever, and he noted that. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that's how it got popular, you know, retros- retroactively or retrospectively. Um, it's pretty well. It's just really an efficient album. So like all these feelings after owners lament, and then she said comes on. She said is one of my favorite songs in the world. That's I think yeah. that's like my favorite guitar playing on this. Yeah, um, it just gets me so amped. That song it's is like, it's carried by the bass and the bass and the, and the drums. It's so fucking fast, and that bass line is fucking oh, it's so good. But the good the guitars they're doing this peripheral thing where it's it's melodic and it's dark and it's kind of melancholy. Mm-hmm. And it makes the whole song feel so ugly and dark, but driving and fast. It's it's crazy. Yeah, that song is an example that I can point to of like, it's noisy, but it's also catchy. Extremely catchy. Yeah, that song sticks in my head all the time. That's uh, it's probably my favorite song on the record if I had to pick one. And just because I, it, it, I don't know, there's something about it. Um, Ma- what- Mess is that's just like Washam 
being Washam. I think that's my that's the weakest song here for me. Really? It's still fucking great. It's still very yeah. wild, very fun. Uh, but it is Washam. A lot of Tom, a lot of Tom work, very heavy. Yeah. Um, and then we, we glossed over monsters. Oh, yeah. It's fucking a minute and 20 seconds of pure chaos. Ray on that song is unbelievable. Yeah. He's doing so much shit on that song. Yeah. It's fucking incredible. It's so goddamn good. Yeah, I think Monsters and Mess are like the big standout. The big Ray Washam songs, yeah. Yeah. Um, El Spectro, I th- fuck, man. Uh, probably, I don't want to say the darkest song on, on the EP, but it's definitely up there because those guitar lines, I think some of the, the most memorable guitar lines are on El Spectro, mm-hmm. especially that outro. Fucking goddamn crazy. It's good. Crazy. <laughs> and then it's funny because she talked about like how hardcore punk was you know going on yeah but like yeah like lie there screaming or lay screaming or lace sorry uh lace screaming you see that and it, it's like up there with like screaming at all like in terms of the title and, yeah it's it's not oh no it's yeah it's the s- slowest song here not counting owner's lament it's slow bitter angry as shit it's so fucking grimy uh it's a great closer it's cr- it's fucking I, I guess the rest of the album's so high energy that it kind of has to end with something a little bit yeah yeah otherwise it would just kind of mess up the momentum yeah and this is i mean it's just so well paced and even if it wasn't 20 minutes like it's hard to fuck up something that's that short yeah but oh my god it's just it's hard to match this level of greatness just period and in noise rug i was kind of chasing this high honestly like i, I could see that it's it's fucking great yeah. god it's one of the best goddamn records ever you got you gotta hear it if you like if you can handle and, david yell's insanity and the fact that you can this get it much like minor threat this all their shit packaged on not that it's a big deal because streaming exists but yeah. you know if you do feel inclined to purchase it like the fact that you can just get their whole career on one disc is so easy. Rad, yeah. Was it when my brother bought this years and years and years ago? He bought it at Amoeba. And uh, I'll never forget the story because he, he said when he bought it, I mean, I'm pretty sure he bought it from like the same Kirk Cobain recommendation kind of thing where he, mm-hmm. you know, he just found all of his favorite albums. Like, yeah, all right, why not? He buys it. He goes to the, the, the cashier and, and the guy there who was like, best purchase of the day. Best purchase nice. of the day. Like, that the, already. That always feels good because uh, Amoeba is a giant record store when you can like connect with one of the cashiers yeah. because everyone's so like varied and different there. Yeah. That like when you get a cashier and you both are like into it's just, especially with a band like this. Yeah. It's just cool. It's oh, just yeah. Cool. Goddamn. Yeah, the, the, just hearing the beginning of Cannibal like that. J- that yeah. just brings back it takes me it just brings me back to when i was a teen or i wasn't even a teenager i was it was like a preteen when i heard this maybe like 11 or 12 uh it just it immediately rockets me back there and f- this is this holds a very special deep place in my heart this i mean the whole thing yeah. all their stuff but specifically this ep uh and i'll, I'll talk more about it on the, on the next record record but yeah both of our best and personal favorite this is incredible yeah got it here all right, but now we're moving on to their only actual full-length LP. Uh, this is this came out nineteen eighty-six. This is just keep eating. <laughs> It's called Crazy Dan. Crazy Dan. It's no Steely Dan, but thank it'll, God it'll do. <laughs> yeah. 
this is one of the kookiest openers, and I think it's a terrible opener, but I do like the song a lot. I think if you have Dan in the title, you just gotta be wacky. It's gotta be wacky. It's a funny song, though. So, out the gate, it's, Ray Washam has been done a huge disservice. I was going to say, this album, or EP, does not sound... No, this is, this is an album. This is the only album oh, I okay. have, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound as good as not the last close. one. Yeah. The drums sound terrible. He sound, he's doing great, but production is very unkind. Also, this is like the longest song on the album. Yeah. So, I could see like wanting to get it out of the way, but... It's just an interesting opener. <laughs> I did, honestly, in the context of the full compilation, it works better because as an opener, this is so odd. Yeah. All right. That is like cool guitar playing too. It is, yeah. Well, Worsley's favorite. Uh, should I hold off? I'll hold off. Oh, you're out of your fucking mind. This is clearly the worst. Well, this is widely considered the worst, even by the band. Yeah. Yeah. No one I, really likes this record. It's still a good record. <laughs> it's just so, I don't know. It's so weird. And this is a band I wish we didn't have to do it for. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. There's this, like, yeah, I don't think that's a good, like, intro on an album, but, like, Eyeball is, like, that's where I hear riffs that kind of, like, remind me of Pantera. ZZ Top. Or Pantera. Like, there's... Yeah, it's very Southern rock. Yeah, and then, like, Big Bone Lick just is, like, even though it's long, it still, like, keeps up that energy. It's like, a weird song. And, like, that song, I can hear, like, I can hear how, like, Cobain was influenced by that. Yeah. Like, so I like Big Bone, like, just fine. Those, It's got great bass in there. But I don't, I never loved it. And there's a lot of, a lot of the song that I don't love. And it's mostly because just the drop off from the first EP to this one is just so That's insane. Yeah. Like, because that was like perfection mm-hmm. in noise rock noise rock perfection and this is like it's cool it's kind of it's really weird and super diverse there's like funk stuff on here it's like it's way out there but it's just the writing doesn't doesn't match it uh except for like a few moments where that i think i still think some of their best songs are on here like um fucking ain't that love i love that I, oh I, yeah i love yeah. that song that song is uh and then uh going no sorry oh, go the, the guitar riffs in particular and that's great a, chorus great writing yeah that's a song where i like oh, i wonder like if they added strings on there if it'd be more epic that's uh, interesting speaking of strings even though it's not real strings i don't think albino slug oh i uh, for those i wrote down faith no more mini strings that's actually yeah. a very good comparison i almost want my faith no more shirt today too that's interesting yeah uh it's super almost Western influence, but very big, very dark. And the synths in that and the synths in that song are incredible. And it's instrumental. When uh when I saw them live in 2011, that song was the highlight of the show. Was it? It was fucking so moving. And and David Yell played the crash symbol. Yeah. because uh, I mean if you hear the song, it's like a it's the I don't even know what you call it. It's the the crescendo crash or the mm-hmm. shh where it can builds up and then does the crash. So he was doing that. Uh 
and it just felt so perfect. Like it, it was beautifully performed and it's a great song. Also holes fucking rules. Uh, you got, I think David Yao is on bass there and Sims is on guitar. And I think Brett is on, is on vocal. Okay. Mix it up which, a little, but it also doesn't even sound like it's not Dave. Like he's still doing the same shit. David does losing his mind. Also, we're getting, we're getting in, uh, like towards the end here. Let me just say, uh, unlike a Baptist and damn for all time is like the craziest section ever because like, uh, do you remember biker undertaker? Yeah. Oh, I remember biker undertaker. Remember like how he had like that sound effect Boom. before they played like Limp Bizkit or Kid Rock? Well, he, he has that sound effect even when he was all dead man anyways yeah it's the same exact intro he should walk out yep i thought this song was gonna be sinister or something because of like his fucking undertaker shit not even close it is a rocking rocking good time and then i was just like yeah yeah that's just the the undertaker bell yeah yeah (laughs) keep rolling rolling so kind of like taken aback but yeah i i I just wanted to talk about it's a it's a it's an interesting little thing that i don't care for the song so much though from texas maybe it's a texas maybe they just like fucking death bells yeah uh i don't yeah i don't care if i don't like it back to so much again it's another really really classic rock sounding uh sounding track but down for old time is really fun. It's got horns in there, or I'm sure there's synths. But Do you know what musical that's from? Because I didn't, I didn't even realize it until right now that it's a Lloyd Webber song. I don't. I did. I didn't know that either. Um, it's she, from, from Jesus, Jesus Christ Superstar. That is one of the more metal um, musicals. Yeah, like that opening track on Jesus or opening song, whatever you want to call it in yeah. a musical. That song, yeah, that song rips. I did not know that was a fucking. Andrew Lloyd Webber cover. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, it's cool. So that is by far the wackiest section in their whole career. Yeah. Fucking. It, so and it's I very close like, to the beginning of the album, too, which yeah. is very unusual. Uh, let me see if there's anybody. No. Yeah, that's right. I, mean, I checked this before. There's there's no uh, credits for anybody else. Um, Amicus. Amicus. I, love it. One of my favorite songs of theirs. Yeah. I like how they can like twist old time rock and roll into. Very jazzy. Especially the intro super jazzy yeah yeah it's very neat um cheese plug like you said there's some funk there very funky but it's still scratch acid and then unlike untitled yeah one untitled two is actually like a song there's like an evil organ on it so my you know what put sounds awful but no and it's great but put on Untitled, the first untitled because uh, my my version got fucked up and it put the same one twice. Okay, the yeah, what I listened to this is just like a throwaway kind of like filler thing. So this untitled one, this one, fuck yes, I love this one. Really, I love this one because this so, gets cut ver- off like abruptly. It does because it's a demo. Yeah, this wasn't on the version i had because i think i i had i think i ripped it from the cd or something got mixed up in the, in the files i forgot about this one i have and this is the first time i'm hearing it in like a year or okay. a few years yeah so that was the whole thing uh and it immediately goes into holes uh that one's great untitled 2 is the one with the organs and it's 
uh, very basic. It, it's a strange, it's so unusual. Uh, cause it's like, it's got weirdly happy bass lines, but it, it's also really twisted and, and the organs are scary. So it's just a strange song. Mm-hmm. Uh, instrumental again, it, it has demo quality. It seems like a rehearsal kind of, kind of track, but I like it as a closer. Uh, but I still think it's, it's inconsistent for the most part. Um, I like it. I think I like it more than the band likes it for sure. I mean, they don't sound if they're still playing stuff from it live. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think as a whole, it, it's flawed. Not recorded as well as it could be not executed at the a high level. Yeah. And, and plus, I think the, just the writing in general is, is taking a pretty big hit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's more there's more classic rock than there is like pissed off noise rock. Um, that's a, that's a bad thing in general, but it's just a, it's very noticeable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got one more record, one more EP, one more EP. This is uh, my so worst and least favorite, but we got one more baby. All right, this came out in 1987. This is Berserker. Immediately sounds better. Oh, it does. Yeah. And this song, oh, comes in hot, dude. This is fucking killer bass lines. Killer. Fucking, I think this is probably like the hardest hitting. And and Ray's drumming on this on this part that's gonna come up right now. That fucking snare, dude. Right here. Oh. It's so Dale Cobra. Yeah. Fucking love it. Now David Yow sounds like a Jesus Lizard David Yow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I fucking love that song. That's all. It's a longtime favorite of mine. And yeah, uh, still great, but I'm just giving it worst least favorite. because Oh, it, it's so good. It just didn't stick. I don't know. Like the other one is flawed and it came down to the wire for me, but I love almost every song on here. Like no, killer just, dude. They, I don't know. They didn't stick with me the way morons more didn't stick with you. So, so before you put it on that song is very similar to she said in, in the oh, sense that, that, that it's w- a, that was the only time I thought about the birthday party and not even be- like, yeah, it does. That definitely has birthday party news it, to it. Yeah. It's yeah. I have like nothing against this album. Yeah. That's just our uh, stupid rules. It's yeah, I know, uh, but it's similar to, she said in, in that the, the repetitive baseline really carries the whole thing while, while everything, everything else is going wild and, and the drums in that song are, Oh God damn. So my biggest problem with this EP is the production specifically on the drums. Like, I said at the beginning that the first EP is the only time Ray is given is done mm-hmm. justice because they sound so fucking echoey and trebly and tinny. His snare sounds like dick. It sounds awful. <laughs> and he's doing such cool shit on every song, but it just, it's ear piercing almost. Everything else sounds good, but drums really, really, yeah. My favorite song on here is for crying out loud. Great song. Yeah. Great song. I was not expecting like, the same way Lament caught me off guard. Yeah. That song caught me off guard the same way. Just like the highs and lows of it are. Ooh, the, and yeah, the bass again on there is standout. 
Skin Drips is uh, another super Texas sounding song. It super is. Texas. Um, this is Bliss. It's just yeah. that song this comes together, it's just awesome all the way around. The guitar playing. That's actually my least favorite on the record. Really? Oh yeah. Like to me, the guitar playing's doing like a lot of different things, but not like without soloing, if that yeah. Yeah. So that's why it kind of stood out for me. The closer is Flying Houses, and I love it. It's one of my favorite songs of theirs. The drums, of course, they they steal the show completely. Mm. They're going absolutely crazy. And the, plus, the song itself is actually beautifully written. It's actually very, very melodic mm. behind all the crazy chaos. More, I, I just want like more, more strings from. <laughs> I mean, they, it's such an anomaly kind of because they, they use is. the strings on one song ever and it's like this is beautiful yeah that's i mean that's really all they had to do yeah like it, i'd yeah. rather just have that one song than um and then it's not i see it's not here on discord yeah the scale the scale song is that like a bonus thing it for was a compilation yeah it was unreleased until the compilation um i love it I love it a lot. It's basically an instrumental demo, but I think it's one of their best songs still. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't sound like Scratch It. It sounds. It does sound like a different band. It's also their their career is so short. It's like sure, why not? Yeah, I, like man, I, I, as much as I'm so glad that they all went to do the stuff they went on to do, like. More scratch acid wouldn't hurt. Yeah, I still would like in a different universe. I would love to hear more scratch acid, or you get scratch acid instead of the Jesus lizard. But then again, the I don't think I would ever trade yeah. the Jesus lizard for anything. Yeah. Like I, I love him so much. Got a real selfish choice. With, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm not God, but <laughs> I think I mean I think it's a great a great record. I have I have heard like kind of echoing what you were saying. Like that's not not the greatest and. Is kind of forgettable compared to the other two, uh, but yeah, I think it's just so. Like, fu- go ahead. Oh yeah, it's not even. It's not bad at all. It's just we do these stupid things to yeah. ourselves. So. And yeah, if, I mean, yeah, the whole the, like the whole compilation is worth listening to. The whole compilation like, is like, yeah, it's required listening for any noise rock fan for anybody into like crazy old alternative music yeah like if i'm not like being nitpicky the compilation's like five out of five oh yeah it's yeah, like yeah. it's required listening yeah, it's fantastic uh and it, but though those first eight tracks can't top that no can't top those first eight first eight tracks no those first eight are man something like you just capture lightning in a bottle there uh hell yeah but i mean there's not much of a recap um because I mean that's, that's pretty much it. We don't really, we don't know why or how they broke up exactly. Because again, there's no info anywhere. But like Mike said, they did do some reunion shows. They did, around yeah. 2012. They did. I think they started. They first started that reunion, uh, reunion on uh, 2006 for the Touch, oh, and Go, okay. Touch and Go's 25th anniversary, which I I remember. Um, I believe Big Black also reunited nice. with uh, Jeff Pizzotti. Is that his name? He was he was Big Black's first basis mm-hmm. before Dave Riley, R.I.P. Uh, also, looking at this Wikipedia, I've talked my fair share of shit about Jeff Jeff Mangum of a Neutral Milk Hotel. Go check that awful episode out. <laughs> it's not an awful episode. It was a, we just didn't like the band so much. But I see he he curated a festival, and he is a fan. So yeah, Ultimate parties, yeah. Big, 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 giant UK festival. I don't like your music, Jeff, but 
Maybe we got more in common than I thought. He cured, yeah, he got, it was uh, 2012, uh, he, he got Scratch Acid to reunite. Maybe, maybe it wasn't him, but he, he this put is my, together. What's that Italian phrase where you're this like, uh, I have no idea. Hey, <laughs> I, I, like I shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have said it. I don't yeah. know. What, That's my peacemaking. There we go. Yeah, exactly. My olive branch it's not to, bad. Uh, it's, to it's, Jeff. It's not bad. <laughs> so yeah, they reunited for that uh, in 2012. And it's funny on the on the wiki they don't say anything about their re, reunion or, or why they broke up or yeah nothing, uh, but we do know that they uh, uh, Ray Washam went on to go you know with big boys and uh, Healers Creed Ministry later on and then uh, David Sims and Ray Washam formed Rape Man with Steve Albini like we mentioned earlier please watch that episode and then after that then David Yao. And David Sim, David Sims, David Sims formed the Jesus Lizard with Dwayne Dennison and a drum machine, and then eventually the drummer, who his name I forgot afterward. Um, and we all know Jesus Lizard, and we will cover them soon. Don't you worry. Uh, so yeah, everybody's all everybody's all well and good. I believe David Yao is singing for Flipper right now, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which is crazy. That is crazy. I like how now when bands, if you you can't get like an essential member. You just bring someone from a equally as beloved band yeah. in, and it's it's like fun. And it wins, and yeah. it fucking wins. And I think Kui is still together, which is um, David Yao's three-piece with, uh, you know, just uh, drums, guitar, vocals. Oh, and one album with Trevor Dunn. I didn't realize they did an album with Trevor Dunn. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I never listened. I've only heard a little bit of of this band, but it's that's an interesting one. I should probably look into that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's not much of a recap. We both have the same best for a CP and uh, worse for me. Just keep eating worse for Alex Berserker. But, but it's still amazing. It's still amazing. You still got to hear the whole fucking thing. It's so good. So yeah. goddamn good. It's in the description. Listen to it. Ah, uh, but this is fun. It, it was a long time coming. Um, it, I mean, it's, it's almost disappointing that they didn't have a longer discography because I would like to talk more about them. But I can tell. I love them so. This is yeah. such an important record for my life. Like it's yeah. I'm not, no no bullshit, dude. It's this. It's Scratch Acid and Slint. Like yeah. these were the two big bands that formed my like me expanding what I thought music was. Like mm -hmm. that's what let me realize like this shit is not just rock metal punk or or and hip hop. It, it, this goes way deeper. It can go crazy. It can make you cry. It can make you feel all kinds of shit. Like this, these are the bands that really fucking open things up. Mm -hmm. Ah, ah, damn. Ah, dang. <laughs> ah, what? Ah, oh, Mike's uh, just going to turn into Stone Cold Steel. Austin. I do every night before <laughs> I go to sleep and after this, everyone leaves. It's like a werewolf. Oh thing, yeah, but <laughs> exactly. I just, I go stone. What? 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 You put, you put a knee brace on. Ah, damn. Ah, damn. I got to get up from work. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you all so much for listening and watching if you want to support us <laughs> like the video share it with comments uh, if you know people who like scratch it scratch us just show them this episode we need more people like them we like those are our favorite people people who like the weird crazy music that no one else likes um, you find the whole record in the description uh, along with plays associated with every episode that we've done everyaltmember.com blah 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 patreon.com slash everyaltmember for bonus episodes early access to all the loose ends episodes we got more coming up pretty soon by the way uh, discounts off merch 20% off all merch and 
yeah, see our upcoming schedule. You can vote on polls, you know, all this fun stuff. It's a nice community we got there. Everyone's very awesome. And if you're tier two, if you're bigger than Jesus, then you can suggest artists for us and we will actually cover it because that's the only way these days. Uh, you can follow me on all social media at Pander Monkey. You can follow Alex on Instagram at Mother Puncture. Hell yeah. I think it's, I think it's it. That is it. Hell yes. Except, uh, you doing your civic duty. Indeed. But we got a little final song, Picky Poo. And I got, there is no, there is no question here, baby. We got to go. She said, mm. hell mm. yeah. So, Love it. Uh, so thank you. Ah, crap. Oh, 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 oh. oh, hold on. Redo, redo. Music is playing there. Holy shit. Uh, you put it there. There we go. I got so, too excited. <laughs> thank you all so much for listening and watching. See ya.